make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be masked. Woo! It is that time of year. Oh, the Super Bowl is almost upon us. It is great. Uh, super exciting. We're going to just ignore the depression that comes after football season ends. Uh, hello and welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. My name is Jim. Glad to be with you. And we have a fun pod uh, for you tonight. We have the freaking beast, Alex himself. Alex, how you doing, man? Oh, I am doing great. Uh, coming off a Great week of football, uh, getting to watch that Pro Bowl on Sunday. I mean, just just fantastic football. Uh, now we next week uh, get get to watch the Super Bowl, so um, I'm ready for that. Absolutely, I think my flag football team that I coach can learn a lot from that Pro Bowl there and and what to do, how to actually stop people. So I'm pretty impressed. Uh, we are also joined by Pep the Chep himself. Pep, how you doing? Good man, ready to get into this podcast and then on sunday i'm ready to go into a coma of chili chips and salsa oh see you know actually this is a great opening topic to the podcast super bowl obviously we we care about football here we care about jokes another thing we do care about is cokes and the snacks that go along with those cokes so what are your game day super bowl must-haves for whatever super bowl party you are attending Ooh, i i always i always have like to have some tacos mm. Uh, my my mom always makes tacos on Super Bowl Sunday, so that that's kind of what what I'm feeling. Uh, it's kind of strange since you know it's like such an American holiday, and it's, tacos are not. But I, I don't know. I think I think they're very good and fit in very well with the with all the chips and beer and what what have you. Absolutely. What about you, Pep? I I mean. For me, I just get so invested in chips and salsa that I forget about food for a day. And the <laughs> next day, I'm just full of chips and salsa and just a sluggish person at work, but completely worth it. Yeah, I end up eating so many just Tostito chips by themselves. Uh, I'm a huge guacamole fan as well. Got to be there to go with that salsa. Just mixed up queso, too. If you got all the dips for the chips are... Buffalo chicken dip. Buffalo chicken dip. Shout out to Andrea Proctor. I know she'll be making that for anybody who's around. Yeah, there's so many good. You just got to have different bites. You know, if you get those little, you know, little uh, pigs in a blanket type thing, just it's good stuff I can keep eating, like, continually. I never want to stop eating uh, is the goal. And if you have chicken wings. That's really my motto in life. You know what? That's true. Never stop eating. Never stop making jokes. But it's just always, you got to have your favorite thing. So if you have a, a Super Bowl must-have in terms of food, please hit us up at Pro Football Joke on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear it, especially with if we have a couple days to actually make sure we have that for our own Super Bowl parties. Uh, don't want to be missing out. Oh, man. Well, but please uh, before do we... not list any vegetables. Yes. Uh, that yeah, Save your tweets, please. We don't need to block anybody. Uh, please, please save vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know what? As we get into the Super Bowl, before we talk about the specific matchup itself, I think it'd be kind of fun to to dive into each of the teams here real quick and kind of talk about the things that uh, really make them special, how they uh, came to uh, be where they are at. So let's go ahead and just take a second to talk about the 49ers, their journey uh, from getting going from having so long ago since the last time they made uh, the championship game or even the Super Bowl. It's been seemingly forever, right, Alex? <laughs> Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I just don't know how those fans even survived. But somehow they're making do. 
Uh, so um, obviously Shanahan came in and he's kind of had control of this team. They put together a lot of young uh, pieces in different areas, a lot of talent on that defensive line, especially uh, in a kind of ingenious sort of offensive attack. Uh, but truly, what are the different things that you see in this 49ers organization, their team that really makes them stand out? I mean, I think they, they've just done a great job of hiring the right coaches and John Lynch has done a great job as general manager. They've, you know, they've loaded up on first round hits, I guess, uh, other than maybe Solomon Thomas, although he's played fairly well, but he's kind of like the fifth guy who's just kind of meh. Um, but still, I mean, they, they've clearly hit on tons of picks. Um, they've loaded up that defense. Uh, and then Kyle Shanahan brings what he does to that to that offense, and they, they've done a nice job of, you know, stacking up the uh, with free agent acquisitions and trades. Trade for Emmanuel Sanders, which is a huge uh, midseason uh, addition for them. Even though you know it's not like he's putting up huge numbers, but he's just so big for that offense. It's so run heavy, and just to give him another option. Mm, absolutely. And what do you see in this 49ers team, Pep? Oh man, I hate to take it. I just keep taking it to the Bears and Ryan Pace's uh, decision <laughs> to take Mitch Trubisky. But I mean, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan took over this team. And John Lynch's one of his first moves, or his first draft move, is trading down with the Bears so they could get Mitch Trubisky. And what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have been doing is just acquiring and stockpiling all these players and doing it through the draft and then having that big, big cap bubble to just keep signing guys. Um, and everything's just kind of worked out. Uh, Jimmy G stayed healthy this season, been a game manager. And uh, just coming off of your guys' points about how good the defense is, well, the offense is pretty solid too. Um, and this sounds like a very basic statement, but they are maybe the best team in football at making you pay for mistakes. Um, you know, when a team turns the ball over sometimes your team <laughs> redskins will uh take that turnover and go three and out the 49ers with that rushing attack know how to take the ball from you take a bunch of time off the clock that's how they crushed the packers last week uh and they've been doing it to teams all season yeah that's a good point and underrated really capitalize on the opportunities uh, that that defense creates and you mentioned running the ball, keeping your the opposing offense off the field, which, again, we'll get into the matchup here soon, can be huge when you're facing Pat Mahomes. It's just better to not have him on the field. Uh, but, yeah, so just thinking about the 49ers for a second, you, they put these teams together. And, I mean, you really look at their initial plan. They obviously did not select a quarterback uh, in that round, including they did not pick Patrick Mahomes when they had the opportunity to. They traded out of that pick. Uh, and they also had a plan to get Kirk Cousins that obviously failed. Uh would you say it was a blessing in disguise how it worked out for them? Or uh, do you think it would be, how do you think they'd be if they ended up with their original plan of Kirk Cousins or for some reason took that shot on Patrick Mahomes? You know, I just don't, I don't think at the time anybody was willing to take that shot on Patrick Mahomes. I think uh, when the Chiefs traded up to 10 to get him, everybody almost thought that was a bit of a reach. Uh, nobody questioned it as much because it was Andy Reid wanting his guy. But, um, I mean, had they got Kirk Cousins, maybe things would be different. Maybe uh, maybe they wouldn't be where they are because uh, Jimmy G came in right after that trade and took him on a five-game winning streak. And minus the injury last year that took him out, uh, they, they looked like the team we all thought they could be. 
Yeah, I. And now they are doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, totally. They they'd be terrible if they drafted Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> they, they'd be they'd be crying that they don't have Solomon Thomas on their team. No, I mean, obviously <laughs> they'd be better if they drafted Patrick Mahomes. I think they'd also be better if they if they signed Kirk Cousins. I think he's he's a slight upgrade over Jimmy G. Um, but. I mean, you can't blame them for what they did. I mean, obviously any team is going to have moments where they could have gotten better throughout their drafting. I mean, any team that passed on Patrick Mahomes is wish they took them, took him. I mean, regardless of who their quarterback is, I mean, <laughs> I think that, 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 I mean, for most, you know, any, we were talking about Michael Thomas before the podcast, if he was drafted in the third round, pretty much any team, in front of that uh, had some opportunity to draft Michael Thomas over some guy they, they, they drafted, I think would have been an upgrade regardless of how stacked they were at wide receiver. Even if the guy worked out, probably Michael Thomas was better than one of the two guys, two or three guys they drafted before. Them. Yeah, absolutely. And you can always play what ifs, but it's just kind of interesting to think, I mean, the Pat Mahomes thing would have been a complete shock if they took him. Uh, but I mean, Kirk Cousins seemed like a legitimate possibility for a while there. So it's just kind of interesting to see if, think about what could have been uh but yeah the 49ers aren't sweating too much how jimmy g kind of fell into the lap for a very favorable trade uh and then also i mean you go with the rising salary cap and look at what quarterbacks cost while it's high for someone at that time who had not played that many games it's what they had to do to lock that down and i definitely think it's uh, been worthwhile to this point and he's young enough to and to reasonably believe it'll continue to be a solid deal for them as they continue to use their, their cap wisely. Uh, but let's think about the flip side here. Just talking through the chiefs, the kind of the season that they've had, the team that actually drafted Patrick Mahomes, they saw this belief in him uh, to kind of change their things around. And they knew he would unlock so many different things for Andy Reid's offense. Uh, this Chiefs season has kind of been an interesting one came in with a lot of expectations uh, Patrick Mahomes kind of got rattled around a little bit, somehow came back from a dislocated kneecap in like three weeks, which seems kind of extreme when you have giant people aimed at your knees every single play. You'll come back with that, but uh, he managed to do it. Now he's actually running healthy and doing all these great things, uh, and they've made the Super Bowl. Uh, but obviously Patrick Mahomes makes them special. Uh, what else is about this uh, Chiefs team that makes them so great to watch and such a good football team? I mean, Andy Reid is 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 the biggest thing. Well, you can't discount what what Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey are are just you know matchup nightmares. And I I think the Forty ers are gonna have have a tough time even with their great defense of, of being able to cover those guys. I mean, their their offense is just so dynamic. Andrew Reid's gonna scheme up plays. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey both seem like uncoverable one on one just because of the speed of. Of, Ty- of Tyree Kill and then the, the ability of Travis Kelsey to kind of post guys up and anybody who's, who's big enough for him not to post up, he's going to, he's going to be able to run around and get, get by him easy. So uh, that, that's kind of where the, the strength of the team lies is obviously in their offense. Their defense is certainly not bad. I think, I think they've been a, been a pretty good defense. I don't think they're, they're, Far above average, maybe maybe slightly above average, but I, I think obviously it's their offense that's going to win them this game if if that if they do win this. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Pearson? Yeah, they're they're a fascinating team to watch uh, because they really don't need a running game. <laughs> 
they they just kind of get things done through the air and um going off of Alex's point Andy Reid always draws up these schemes when Mahomes is under pressure no team checks it down better uh he's always got Damian Williams in the flat on these plays it seems when he's always under pressure and with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey drawing all the attention then you get guys like Sammy Watkins open and they can beat you deep uh, they have a lot of speed MVP. on that offense yeah i mean it's it's true. He he leads the team in catches, I think. Or no, Kelsey does, but he's probably second to him, right? I'm I'm not sure he's leading, but he had I, I think he had two he's had two big games so far. I could he could be leading. I'm, I'm not. Sure. We'll have our unpaid intern fact check that. But yeah, yeah, that's what we don't pay him for. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, it, they barely ran it at all last game against the Titans. Who, I mean, the first half. They were playing pretty well. Second half, they still didn't run the ball as much and just kept pounding them through the air. And Patrick Mahomes did his Sammy, best. Sammy Watkins is leading. Sammy Watkins is leading in yardage. Travis Kelsey leading in, in catches. Mm. Gotcha. Patrick Mahomes also did his best uh, Derrick Henry impression on that touchdown run. He did. He, he yeah, he sure did. He's getting mobile. He's getting amped. He's getting yeah. I mean, he's always been like a fair. He's been always been like a fairly mobile guy, not like a a runner like Lamar Jackson, but he's kind of like, like an Aaron Rodgers type level. It's kind of like a, I, being I think he's got that and... Russell Wilson. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I suppose too. I just don't like giving him credit when I can avoid it. Uh, I don't, I just don't think he's quite as good of a runner as Russell Wilson. I'd say he's more, I'd say closer to Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say they're all similar in how they use their running ability. Uh, where it's, it's very much so every time they run, it's not out of, well, Russell Wilson sometimes, I guess, is desperation. But it's really winning plays. It's smart. They know when to run, when they see the advantages, and they take it. And uh, oftentimes they save that for the right moment. They're never just looking to take off. Uh, but they know this is the matchups. Like, even on that run, I, I think they did a great job, the announcing crew, of breaking it down where he looked at his read. It wasn't there, and he saw the coverage, and he knew he had that outside angle. Uh, and then he just didn't stop. Like it looked like he was going to go out of bounds, and he actually got the full corner and just kept going. Uh, I'd say Russell is definitely faster and has been smarter with it over the years, just because of his smaller stature and ability to not take any hits and that kind of thing. But uh, it's definitely impressive how he was able to use his feet. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's something. It's like he's like growing as a quarterback. He's learning, just like but a lot of the time he he would just roll out and just chuck it deep but I think he's learning to just take you know if the, the defense is always backing up off him he can just take those seven eight yards when it, when they're there absolutely uh and so yeah this Chiefs I mean they I, I think really what makes them special it's been talked about in other places isn't groundbreaking but just the the speed they have in all different positions even in their special teams game where the special teams failed them initially against uh the texans with the block was it a block punt or was it a fumble camera sorry forgive me yeah, block, punt. block punt and then also the fumble on the return and but then what got their comeback started was a big return uh and then special teams got in their favor and then and the speed just can hit you from every uh single level of the game and it's it's really tough to keep up with uh, and i mean it's crazy when Sammy Watkins is like your third fastest receiver. Yeah, I mean, when he was just known like as a lightning. Nico Hardman and Tyree Kill are just insanely fast. And Tyree Kill is probably the fastest guy in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, 
it's just tough to keep up with all. Uh, it's just kind. Of, it's got to be fun for someone as smart as Andy Reid to just have those kind of tools to just throw them around and kind of be chuckling where he's just laughing at the other team. You got to chase these just speed demons around all all afternoon. They're going to break free, and Patrick Mahomes can chunk it anywhere, even if he's drifting ten yards back to his to his left. He can still hurl it forty five yards <laughs> on the money. It's 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 a beautiful thing to watch. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was. I was just playing Madden the other day, and some guy just like ran all the way back. He was playing with the Chiefs, ran all the way back to the right with Patrick Mahomes, and like turned around. Was like 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then chucked it all the way back to the left uh, and completed pass. <laughs> I'm like, that's so stupid. And I'm like, well, actually, Patrick yeah, Mahomes so do that. So. It goes back to the days before the physics engine with the old Michael Vick, where you could yeah. sprint 30 yards back and still throw it 60 yards. <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, nobody does the twelve-step drop back quite <laughs> like Patrick Mahomes. Oh man! But I, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Ryan Rosillo uh, and Chris Long, and they were just really breaking down uh, what that with Chris Long was talking about how how you rush a guy like Patrick Mahomes and just how deep he drops and how that changes things. So I encourage people to look that up if you're a little more interested on perhaps what you could do for against somebody like him because it's a very unique talent that you're trying to uh, trying to mess with. Uh, but I think a fun little exercise here would actually be go kind of uh, by position group uh, through both the teams and just kind of hear which team would you give the edge to. Uh, so starting on the offensive side of the ball, uh, which team do you think has the best offensive line? Ooh, that's actually a tough one. I – man – I would give the edge to the 49ers uh, and probably a little bit is, you know, because of the Kyle Shanahan scheme. Um, but they do have a, a really good tackle duo um, and their, their, their interior line plays pretty well too. And I, I'd give them the, the slight edge. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, part of me wants to say the chiefs, but then I, think about literally what we just talked about with Mahomes doing all these 12 step dropbacks and we see it so often and he does get rushed. Uh, it just seems like San Francisco's line has been able to give Jimmy G more time than uh, that of Casey's line to Mahomes. Yeah. I think the system really works out well for the 49ers to do it, uh, but definitely not any crazy weaknesses for either team there. Uh, let's go ahead and look there at some of the skill positions on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I think this is going to be pretty easy, but uh, wide receiving core, who are you going with? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got to go with the Chiefs here, although I, you do have to. I think the, the 49ers wide receiving core has gotten pretty good. I, Debo Samuel has been, been really good. I mean, he's been kind of uh, – I, I wouldn't say – he's not really similar to how Tyree Hill plays, but he's kind of utilized in that same way that Hill was in kind of his early – early years where, where he can be, be that, you know, end around type guys used in multiple ways. He's much more less speed and more physicality. I mean, he's definitely fast too, but um, I, I, re I really like Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders is a good player, but yeah, I got, got to go with the chief with that, with all the speed they have. Yeah. If you were going to ask me, which, which receiving core is the better run blockers? I'd say the 49ers, but That's true. Uh, if you're talking about receiving, if you're talking about receiving, I'm going to say the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. And I, you know, George Kittle, uh, he's, he's been like a decoy lately. 
he hasn't had a eye-popping yeah. stats so, lately. I mean, Jimmy G threw like six passes. <laughs> threw eight passes. Eight passes. I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, tight end position. Who are you taking? I mean, you got two of the best in the in the league. Uh, tight end. I, I'll go Kittle. I, it, it, obviously, these are probably the two best, but uh, I think just the the blocking of Kittle kind of pushes him over the edge, and he's just so physical after the catch too. I, I, I'd take Kittle. I feel like Kelsey, he's just been drawing more attention. Yeah, still producing. Oh, the tiebreaker. I actually have to give an opinion now. Shoot. Oh, geez. Ah, oh, man. You know, I mean, TJ Hawkinson's obviously the best tight end out of Iowa. So, like, can I give it to George Kittle? You know. Um, I mean, it's, it's tough. Uh, I think most recently Kittle has been uh, just over the season, been playing the best ball uh, in terms of the different areas. Uh, but Kelsey has been doing it longer. Uh, and like you said, Pearson, he's been drawing more attention and yet still producing. So I'm going to go with Kelsey, slight edge. Uh, although if you're going like career, who am I taking on my team? It's Kittle pretty quick. Uh, but for right now, I'm going to lean on the Kelsey side, which is uh, a little bit surprising, but that's just where I'm at right now. Uh, that's that's a really close one there. And I think both tight ends do pretty much exactly what each team wants them to do. So neither of them are uh, too worried about who they have. Uh, looking there at uh, running back position. Um uh, Again, probably pretty simple on this one. What do you think running back wise? 49ers. Raheem Mostert. Uh, Coleman's out. Is Coleman out? You just, you got to jump on the train. You just got to jump on the train. I mean, I look, I, the 49ers have been fantastic, but if the Chiefs just started Darwin Thompson, I'd be taking the Chiefs all day. <laughs> but since they're not, I'll go with the 49ers too. Oh, man, it's too bad Kareem Hunt decided that he wanted to um, throw, uh, was it a punch or a kick at a lady? Bad, a bad choice by him there. Uh, and now he's uh, getting in trouble for uh, drug possession and speeding and those kind of things. So uh, unfortunate life choices by him have cost him a chance to play for a great team and for a Super Bowl. Uh, he'll still make a bunch of money and life will go all right for him. But uh, that is unfortunate because that might have actually helped them in this discussion. But I definitely have to go. Uh, with the 49ers there too, with the running back. Uh, see, these last two positions really in offense, I think are the two biggest differences. Uh, you got one team I think we're all going to take for the quarterback, uh, but I definitely want to hear for the most important f- position. And Pearson, you got to go first. Miss, what fullback? This is the easiest one to choose. What fullback is the best? Which team is feeling good? Look, guys, I got to talk about the 49ers, and the reason they're even at the Super Bowl or even a team or franchise in the first place is Kyle Juszczyk. That is one of the first moves John Lynch made as a general manager. In 2017, he signed Kyle Juszczyk. He's been the best fullback in the league, even though there are only four of them. (laughs) Thanks, Booger. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I can't wait on Saturday to watch the NFL Honors and hand out the MVP trophy to Kyle Juszczyk, so... um, I'm I'm got, got to go with the 49ers too. Although Anthony Sherman, good fullback, just just saying. <laughs> it was amazing that ESPN found a way to work in Kyle Juszczyk into the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I know he made it, but they made him the top of the Pro Bowl graphic <laughs> for the 49ers. In amazing. <laughs> oh gosh, it's it's incredible. Good for him. You know, I'm gonna give the fullback position some love. Oh geez, that's ridiculous. All right, but yes. Uh, Give them the, the nod on that one. Oh, geez. We should send over under for how often he gets brought up in the broadcast. Anyways, uh, then looking <laughs> at the quarterback position, you got one that only throws eight times, one that could probably throw 75 times. Who are you taking? 
Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Mahomes. Um, Jimmy D, obviously, um, you know, working that, that efficiency metric. Um, not all that well, but, you know, it's easy. <laughs> Trying to, with those few attempts, I don't think, I think he'll be throwing less. So maybe less chance for an interception. But then again, he's Jimmy G. So there's also a higher probability of interception. So. Yes, he's going to throw one ball just directly to a defending yeah, player. Yeah, probably. There's, there's the, no way about it. It's just directly to them. Intended for Ross Dwelly or something like that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stir. I'm gonna stir the pot a little bit. My choice here is Nick Mullins. <laughs> oh, Super Bowl MVP, dark horse. Ka- Colin Kaepernick Pro- probably can get good odds on that if you bet on him for MVP. <laughs> I'll take that bet. Whatever odds you want, set them. I'll take your bet, man. No, it's, it's it's funny. Yeah, I mean, good looks, good for you, Jimmy G. I'm gonna go with the good hair. Uh, the leader of Patrick Mahomes too for for quarterback. So now we got to look at it. You got the offensive line, the the running back and the fullback position, edge to the 49ers. You have quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. Kind of slightly. That's more of a tie. Uh, going to the Chiefs. So overall offense, who are you taking? <laughs> the Chiefs. <laughs> Even though the 49ers won most of the positions, I mean, I, the, the the Chiefs won the the, the one that really matters is uh Patrick Mahomes and uh yeah I'll take the Chiefs and you got two great offensive coaches yeah, uh but yeah I'm going Andy Reid and the Chiefs too it's it's awesome what a fun fun matchup two good offenses definitely I'm I'm going the Chiefs uh, and I think it's uh pretty strongly the Chiefs it's it's obviously their greatest strength uh and it's it's a good part of the 49ers let's flip it to the defensive side here uh, let's talk about the defensive line. Uh, which way are you this, going? This is going to be a slaughter fest on defense. I mean, it's it's clearly the 49ers. <laughs> I mean, Chiefs defensive line is nothing to sneer at. Chris Jones is an absolute beast. Um, Frank Clark is playing playing great. Um, but but the, the 49ers defensive line is the best in football. And I, you got to go with them. Yeah. I mean, the defensive line is no question. Uh I read a stat today that Nick Bosa, per Pro Football Focus, had 80 pressures this season. Whew. That's disgusting. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. Yeah, gotta go. I mean, it's a strength of both teams, definitely. Um, as you mentioned, best line in football, defensive line. There goes to the 49ers. Uh, let's let's talk about the uh, the the linebacking core. Any real standouts? Yeah, I think this is another easy one for the for the 49ers. They got it. I think their linebacking core gets gets slept on with. Red Warner, Quan Alexander, and Drake Greenlaw really stepped up when Quan Alexander was hurt. So now they got three, three really good linebackers. Uh, another, I think this is another easy one for the for the Forty Niners. Yeah, I'm with Alex. I don't have much to say. Yeah, Forty Niners linebacker core is Quan Alexander's been a beast. Talking more about the the secondary now. Which corners are you taking? I mean, I know Darrell Revis is taking the Chiefs, but uh, I think I, I think <laughs> I'm going to stick with the uh, with the 49ers. Uh, well, Sherman can only cover half the field, so that doesn't even help the team. It's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did they even throw against him in the Packers game? Did they end up. They, they did. did yeah. They got that one. Like there at the very yeah, end. That one, that one play. Yep. He got torched. He sucks. They didn't even look at him. <laughs> they didn't even look at him for 54 minutes. Yeah. It's funny how the Packers do that with Richard Sherman. Uh, And while they were doing that, I think Mosley held up pretty nice, even though maybe, sure, some of those receivers were Jake Kumaro and Alan Lazard. (laughs) Still, 
was playing Lazard good ball. destroyed the Lions and defensive guru Matt Patricia. So. No, no, no <laughs> love for Bashad Breeland and company. I mean, Kendall Fuller. They got the, the old Redskins uh, secondary over there. Dude, Breeland almost almost had an interception. Yeah. <laughs> the, hey, the the Chiefs secondary. Not. I, I don't think they're too bad. I mean, I've seen I've seen Tarverius Ward make some plays too. I mean, I, again, easily 49ers, but just just Chiefs defense ain't ain't too bad. Yeah. Anything you guys want to hit on uh, the safeties there? Hey, I, I might might give the the Chiefs some love here. I mean, uh, I, I will actually. I'll take the Chiefs here. Tyron Matthew. Uh, I don't know if one. He's been playing awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's a beast. Um, and uh, I, I, unfortunately, I think Juan Thornhill is still out, but he's he had been a beast before that. And uh, Daniel Swanson's all right. So. Yeah, I'm going to give the Chiefs some love here. Oh, good. Double oh, down on the Chiefs. Look at that. No, you're Double good, down. Pep. Double down on the Chiefs. I like it. So who, who are we going with overall? What defense? 49ers. Sorry, Steve Spagnuolo. <laughs> the safety position isn't enough to compensate for the corners, the linebackers, and the line. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, now the 49ers got the edge on defense. And that's what makes this such a fun matchup. It's not quite Seahawks-Broncos where it's completely great defense going against uh, amazing offense and then the others are, are mediocre. Uh, but it's actually like a great offense and a good offense and a great defense and a good defense. Like it should be a, a dynamite game uh, in, in those respects. Last thing let's touch on uh, quickly here for this uh, before we make a couple picks and talk about some other offseason news real quick. Uh what do you guys got on the edge on special teams overall? That's got to go to the Chiefs. Like like we just talked about how Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill, and I'd, 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 I'd take the Chiefs. Yeah, I think Miko Hardman is definitely a slept-on element of this team with kicker. his returns. He had a great one last game. What about Robbie? Solid gold. He, Not getting any luck? Um, he's certainly a, a great kicker too, but... I think the return aspect gives it to the Chiefs. Robbie Gold's a good kicker, but then you have the butt kicker yeah. on the other side. And, uh, and there is, there's no Taysom Hill in here. <laughs> and Dustin Colquitt's been there forever and good punter. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait till use check starts throwing passes out of the uh, punt <laughs> formation. Heck, yes. Let's get Book, that going. Booger That'd McFarlane. McFarlane might spontaneously combust if that happens. <laughs> It would be so amazing. Oh, gosh. So good. So good. So good. All right. Uh, you'll you'll be able to read more in depth about our picks, of course, on Pro Football Jokes. But for our uh, dedicated listeners, we are going to give out our picks here on this podcast. Alex, you want to go first with your pick? Man, I keep going back <laughs> and forth on this. Um, but I, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I, I, I debated so many times, and I kind of want the Chiefs to win. But I'm I'm gonna pick 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 the 49ers. Uh, Troy Aikman will be happy that no that not everybody's tweeting him after Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <geez. laughs> uh, ridiculous. How about you for how about you, Pep? So, it all these past Super Bowls obviously don't relate to this one, but. History just tells us that the better defense has always won the Super Bowl 
And that's why I just can't shy away from picking the 49ers here. I mean, we just talked about the Seahawks Broncos and how this is a little different from that, but that Broncos offense versus the Seahawks defense. And then you can even go back as far as the Patriots versus the greatest show on turf. Uh, the John Gruden's Bucks versus Rich Gannon and the Raiders. You know, uh, defenses have always prevailed. Yeah. Oh, man. You, there's not enough guacamole for me to want to watch another one of those Seahawks, Broncos, Super Bowls <laughs> where you know it's over in the first five minutes. I don't think it's going to be that. But. Uh, I mean, I'd also wouldn't mind if we got the point totals up into the 20s total uh, comparatively to last year but you know I not, beggars can't be choosers i suppose uh i am gonna go with the chiefs here i do think mahomes is special i'm going with the the experienced coach and andy reed uh kind of like last year you had sean mcveigh coming on the scene and being dynamite yet uh, falling a little short there in the super bowl and i want kyle shanahan to still be hungry obviously he is going to be a professional in the league for a very very long time uh, but I just I love Andy Reid. I think this he's got a great shot at it, the right team for it this year. And Shanahan will um, fight valiantly, hopefully not blow a 28-3 to lead just for his sanity's sake. And uh, I'm uh, pulling the Chiefs. Yeah, I can guarantee you he, he will thing, run more in this game than he did in his last Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, I guarantee he'll do – he, he will not – like if his team goes up twenty seven to three, he's going for two. <laughs> he's not kicking the extra point. <laughs> he'll be up twenty seven to three. He'll be up twenty nine to three. None of that garbage, uh, man. Okay, oh, how about just don't take the sack and the holding penalty and win the football game? That was the most unbelievable sequence I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that that probably would have been good just, to run I, it there. I mean, you you look at the like. Oh, he should have handed it off to Marshawn Lynch. Like, dude, you know what? That was just a fluke, unbelievably great play by Malcolm Butler. That that was just an unbelievably great play made. The other stuff is just like, oh, that just that sucked. They get a little. Anyways, all right, we're not reminiscing about that Super Bowl. We got our picks. Uh, there are some things that are happening in the off season, uh, and that we want to kind of uh, shed some light on that news. Specifically, want to focus on the most important position in all of sports. That is the quarterback position. We have some people that have done it. Uh, at the highest levels really in history that we've seen uh, are free agents. Uh, some even for the very first time. So Alex, uh, pick one of your favorite quarterbacks that is a free agent. And let's uh, talk about it for a second. How about, how about Philip Rivers? I mean, he's already moved his family over to Florida. I mean, I, I don't know what's what. Yeah. They needed what, like eight vans to get him and all his kids <laughs> out there. Is that right? Yeah. They got a moving truck and just, just put the kids in the moving truck. <laughs> like yeah we're gonna buy all new furniture but <laughs> you got a school bus i can get my kids all the way across the country oh man no yeah phil rivers that's one of the most interesting things i actually do not have a great read on what he's really looking for in the next team and i'm sure there'll be a couple spots that would wouldn't mind having him for a couple years he can still sling the ball he's gonna do some great things he's gonna do some frustrating things but uh what do you think he's gonna do uh, you know, a lot of people are linking him up with the Buccaneers right now. Uh, I'm sure he wants to play for a contender, um, but definitely an East Coast team. Yeah, like it, it's it's a fit if you think about it. I mean, receivers are solid. Yeah, I mean, they, their Bucks have some pieces. I think they they got some nice building blocks. I don't I don't know that they would. You rather have Philip Rivers or Jameis at this point in their careers? Yeah, I'd rather have Jameis. Yeah, I probably would too. Yeah, 
Jameis is making history. <laughs> um, but you know, let's go, Phil Rivers. Uh, hold on. I expect he'll definitely play. He'll he'll be on the team. That that's for sure. Unlike uh, Eli Manning, that has officially retired from the National Football League, two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP, uh, the face of the New York Giants for a long time. Uh, yeah, is, you guys sad to see Eli go? He lost him in the division. So do do we want to have the conversation? Is he Hall of Famer? I mean, that's what everybody else is is asking. Oh right. God! I will answer that question definitively. Currently, he is not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that's a good point. All right, moving on. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> Such All right. a stupid question. Is he a Hall of Famer? No, <laughs> unless he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. In which case, yes. I don't know why everybody's debating this. I mean. Seriously, is that fun? Well, who would ever have a podcast and talk about sports and debate? <laughs> Just wait and see, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, going down a dark path here. <laughs> no, I right. just, I just. I, I'd like to talk about a free agent quarterback that I think is well, obviously going to be the hottest name is Tom Brady, and a lot of people are rumoring him to play on the Chargers. Yeah, I. I don't see what that really accomplishes for the Chargers. Like move from one old quarterback to I don't an see what that older quarterback. A lot of people are saying they could take the Justin Brady. Herbert. They could take Justin Herbert, get Tom Brady. Yeah, because um, Tom Brady's so good at and, mentoring young quarterbacks. That's what he's <laughs> known for. Very much so. But the Chargers still have a pretty good roster. That's a team that's built to win right now. I mean, I got, a, I, I got a bold suggestion. They they need they need to help fix the offensive line. To, uh, I don't know Tom Brady. I mean, he's not like he's not old Tom Brady. Not the old Tom Brady. He's the old Tom Brady. I got a uh, bold suggestion. The Washington Redskins offer Tom Brady forty five million dollars a year for two years to come in and try to fix whatever is going on there. Okay, let's do it. I'm I'm down for that. <laughs> well, you will not win many football games over those course of those two years. But maybe afterwards, your team might play football. I, I would, I would actually just find that interesting. I would, I would, I, I would honestly be okay if the Redskins did that. Well, not really, because it would just be like, yeah, all right, this this organization. Is just <laughs> it terrible. wouldn't, it wouldn't work. He wouldn't show up. <laughs> send my checks to wherever I'm living. It's fully guaranteed all signing bonus now. Yeah, you'd. And then he yeah, retires like, immediately. He'd be hanging out with Alec. He'll just hang out with Alex Smith, man. You guys will pay two quarterbacks for that team. Oh, jeez, Alex Smith has come back. He's going to lead you guys to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, this this Super Bowl, the Alex Smith Bowl. People are calling it the Joe Montana Bowl, but I mean, it's really the, the Alex Smith Bowl. Definitely the Alex Smith Bowl. Definitely the Alex Smith Bowl. Andy Reid once made Alex Smith a viable quarterback who could not throw a touchdown to a wide receiver. Those are the days. <laughs> Remember that? Well, how how long? It seemed like it was like two seasons before Alex Smith finally threw a touchdown to a wide receiver. It was like it was fifteen incredible. games, I think. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. And he wasn't like a quarterback you would want to like bench. He wasn't necessarily the best thing in the, on 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 planet Earth, but he was winning games. <laughs> yep, they they had a good season. I think they made the playoffs that year. Really Actually, it might have been might have been more than. 15 games. I think it was a full season, and then they had like one game the next year. So it's like 17 games. That's unbelievable. Then Jeremy oh, Macklin broke it. 
Scored a touchdown. Highlight of his career. <laughs> but uh, another another kind of storied uh, quarterback, free agent who unfortunately lost his job to a special teamer, Drew Brees. He's going to get kicked to the curb. <laughs> hey, hey, Sean Payton saying Taysom Hill is a franchise quarterback. They're they're cool with him. Drew Brees in the Pro Bowl was like, sweet. <laughs> Why'd you pay me all this money? <laughs> Drew Brees at the Pro Bowl was like, yeah, I'm just not. You know, at the end of each year, I'm not sure at this point. Uh, I have to decide if I want to come play. It's like I'll make my decision in the next month. I think Drew Brees wants to wait till uh, Tom Brady retires so he can make sure he keeps his touchdown record. Yeah. I don't think I can <laughs> like, see that being. He's going to retire as soon as Tom Brady's done. He's just going <laughs> to. I really just want to have it like uh. every week when. They're just doing like the whole like just like they did Drew Brees broke it. They're just doing it, doing that every week because Tom Brady's breaking it. <laughs> and Drew Brees is breaking it again. And you just have oh to keep going God. to TV timeouts every week. Yeah. <laughs> Stop the game. Give him a little trophy. <laughs> oh my God, that would just be the worst limbo ever. <laughs> Well, that was like my favorite thing when Peyton Manning threw his 55 touchdown passes and then they were like giving him the reward. And he was like, you know, you guys know Tom Brady's going to break this in like two seasons, right? <laughs> so this was his, his joking response when he got it. Freaking loved it. Well, I mean, to sum up Drew Brees, I think he'll get something done. I mean, there's just too many pro bowlers in their prime on the Saints to walk away from that. Yeah. Yeah. But I honestly, I, I think it'd be more fun if they just made Taysom Hill their starting quarterback. Probably wouldn't work, but it'd be a fun. It what would he do? Pass to himself? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, how ridiculous! That freaking playoff game was so funny to watch. Insane, insane. A lot of things going on. Crazy stuff. Uh, anything else we want to hit before we hit some fun overreactions and just get ready for some super football? Well, we're not there yet, but the XFL season is starting up. Alex and I are going to go scout uh, the home opener for the DC Defenders. They flew us in personally to go check it out. And we are going to go see Cardale Jones start at QB for the DC oh, Defenders. Uh, and I'm very Give me an autograph if you can. He had been groomed for like 12 years in the NFL. Bills <laughs> and Chargers being like, oh yeah, he's he's totally going to be our starter one day. He's just not ready yet. He's only been in the NFL five years. Like, he needs a little bit more time to develop. Shown flashes <laughs> of an NFL quarterback. Almost thrown a pass. <laughs> Almost. He's huge. Oh gosh, that's going to be fun to watch. I, I look forward to the scouting report. You'll be able to find the full scouting report on profootballjokes.com shortly after the game. Oh gosh. That'll be fun, guys. Excited for you. Uh, and yeah, if you it's go, be so a good we time. slide to some overreactions. Let's do it. All right. Anybody got theirs ready to go? I'll bite. Y'all ready? Please. Waiting. Please All right. Go. I think this Sunday will be the battle of the end arounds. Who will do it better, Debo Samuel or Tyreek Hill? Or Michael Hardman. Nobody knows. Michael Hardman could do it too. Both teams, they're the best teams in the NFL running the end around. And it will just be a battle of end arounds. No passes thrown, <laughs> especially by Jimmy G. No running backs, running ball. 
Nope. Wide receivers will finish the game with more rushing yards than running backs on the Chiefs. That would be so awesome if they really got in a competitive of who can run this style better. <laughs> Just all the stupid ways. The triple reverse end around. Not, not this cute Sean McVay stuff where they fake the jet sweep. Like, real use end around. Check, uh, use check on the end around. <laughs> That's how I envision this game. Oh, I love it. I love it. Alex, you got an overreaction? Uh, my overreaction is that the Pro Bowl will be dead in two years. Um, <laughs> after watching that performance. My overreaction is the Pro Bowl died I mean, two years ago. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, sure, like, we watched – I mean, it, it was legit just two hand touch game. Like they, that the refs they didn't even pretend. Like the the running backs would just like get touched and they would stop because they knew the whistle was blown. They wouldn't even try to keep running. <laughs> and then, like there were like two hands like lightly on their waist. And then there would there would be like on the defensive returns and like they didn't blow the whistle when Fletcher Cox was returning it. <laughs> even though, so you're saying they're playing Nathan Robbie football? Basically, just, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> That's that's what they're doing, and, and, and then I mean, but obviously, like, you know, that that's a downside to the game. But I mean, with with Booger McFarland co- commentating, it's just like how how can people watch? <laughs> and, and the NFC was forced to do that stupid rule in place of the onside kick, where you start fourth and fifteen. <laughs> yeah, they, from your they totally didn't need to do that. That too. was stupid. It was like four four minutes left. Like. <laughs> <laughs> They're forced to do it, and you could tell they were forced to do it. Yeah. And then one of my roommates walked in with this great point. He walked in, he was like, "This shit's not even in Hawaii anymore. Yeah, it's in Orlando. <laughs> Wasn't like the cool part about the Pro Bowl, like go to Hawaii for a little bit. I know, right? Like, I, I don't like, like that that they they don't have it in Hawaii every year now. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. I I agree with you. Pro Bowl probably will be dead. <laughs> they just need to do more of what players will actually do the skills challenges those kind of things and then just because nobody yeah. wants to get pads up and actually like try but in a game that means nothing the dodgeball was pretty sweet jarvis landry had 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 a great finish to the game they were down four two and jarvis landry was just like threw away the balls and like was ready to catch them and just caught all yeah he had some great catches that's good stuff uh, my overreaction is I'm overreacting to something that will happen in the future. Uh, when the Chiefs win, it will be the start of Andy Reid's insane dominance, leading to him being known as the greatest football coach of all time. Whoa. That, that's full. That's a, I can see it. Let's go, Andy. It's not impossible. You can do it, man. Just going to win. He's, six serious, he's gotten like every... I was about to say, he, the, the number is absurd. <laughs> but the fact that Patrick Mahomes is so young and the talent that they've got, like I mean, it's not un- inconceivable that he'll end up winning. I mean, it's high end, but say two or three Super Bowls before he's done. I know he's older than I think he is. Uh, so that probably keeps him out uh, in that range, just going sh- straight numbers. But he's had the longevity, the, the way that he's reinvented himself, been the Super Bowl with multiple teams, all that kind of stuff. Go Andy Reid, big fan. Win it, win it. Go, go Chiefs. For a guy named Big Red, he knows how to find fast people, fast talent. <laughs> put put his statue in kit and heck, make two of them. Andy Reid is the next big thing. Or he's been the big thing. He's going to be the biggest thing. Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm going to grow a mustache for him. That's what, that's, that's what I got to do. Got to join in the, the club. I'll do that for my, my flag football team. Wear a big red <laughs> jumpsuit. Oh, so good. Got to love football. 
Uh, I'm so excited for the Super Bowl. I'm ignoring the fact that when that ends, that means football ends for a long time. We're not even worried about that. Oh, man. Good times. Good jokes. Anything else we need to add? Go DC Defenders. Uh, Go Go DC DC Defenders. Defenders. All right, everybody. Please have a fun and safe Super Bowl. Enjoy your beverages, your guacamole, your chips, your tacos, whatever it may be. Wisely, drink some Cokes. Make some jokes and join us here on Pro Football Jokes. Check us out on ProFootballJokes.com and please tweet us at Pro Football Joke. Make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. In spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Toughness, enthusiasm. Ah!